today is the final in talking about who Jesus called great or how to be great or the keys to greatness. If you're following along, the first one started was to do and to teach. Jesus said, if you do and you teach these things, you'll be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And those who fail to do and fail to teach these things would be called least in the kingdom of heaven. The second one was when Jesus talked to a couple of different people and said, you had great faith. And we talked about what that faith really means is trust and reliance and and stuff like that. Having this um, inner certainty that uh, that we all need to possess in life. So the third and final one is this. The keys to greatness is serving. So I titled this uh, little talk here that everyone can be great. Here's the crazy thing is that greatness is in the realm of everybody's grasp, everybody's hands, right? And the key to greatness here is to serve. If you want to follow along, you want to read something that correlates that what we're talking about, you're going to find that in Luke uh, chapter 22 and verse 26. I'm going to paraphrase the topic at hand, but uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he says, you know how the Gentiles, they exercise authority over their people and all these rulers, they exercise dominion and all those cool things, you know, but he says, that's not the way it's supposed to be among you. And what he was clearly identifying is that we got a different way. We got a different path. We got a different way that we do things. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but it doesn't take too long to find out that everything is kind of backwards uh, when it comes to the faith. I mean, you go down to rise up, you humble yourself to be exalted, you know, blessed are the the peacemakers and and merciful and, you know, all these things is just kind of backwards compared to normal thought and normal thinking. And so the same is true in this. You see how they exercise dominion, Jesus says, that shall not be the case among you. And he said, whoever shall be great among you shall be the servant, shall be the one that serves. Man, this is an awesome, awesome truth. When I first grasped this, it's like a slap in the face. And I'll tell you why uh, with this story here is that, um, you know, I went to online Bible college for a year and, you know, you get all prepped and ready and and uh, uh, became a youth pastor and and uh, reading a lot of books. What should you do in your first uh, couple years of um of, of being a pastor and things like that. And so I read all the, the business books, all the church growth books, uh, you know, just felt like, yes, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Right. And so I get there. And then of course there's two to three other, three other leaders that are already present there that didn't get picked for the position right and i'm i'm not really familiar with pretty much any of them i just went to church and you know pay my tithes and do my business and just you know um doing what god wanted me to do and the one who's not even looking for the position uh gets picked and that's me um so i step into a situation where i'm already hated right <laughs> they already don't like me and so I looked at my books and, you know, everything that I was supposed to do. And it says, you know, create the, 
create the vision statement, create the mission, like do all these things. And then, and then, you know, inspire the people to follow you. And so I naively did that. And this is what most pastors do. And they kind of wondered why everything's not working for him. But basically what I did is that, you know, you guys here, you're here to serve me. And I got, I'm the one that has the vision here and I, I have the mission and we're going to go forward with this. And, and so I want you to drop whatever you're thinking, drop whatever you're doing. Here's my mission. Um, let's go, let's do it. And so what happens is we start this idea of ministering to others in a backwards mindset, the mindset of the world that exercises dominion and authority over other people and that you're to drop your mission and your purpose and you're to serve me. And so what basically began to happen was I begin to, you know, say, these are the people that I use to fulfill my mission. And of course, this is young mindset thinking. This is not thinking about what coming from truth and reality and being a servant. You see, when I first grabbed this truth and, and, and read this and read books um, centered around servant leadership, I got a major awakening. And what that is, is that we are here to serve. And that is you're not to forsake your mission to fulfill my mission. That actually being a servant is finding out what your passions are, another person's passions are, and help them. And encourage them to pursue their dreams and their passions. And if they line up together with yours, then you can, you know, prosper. But at any rate, I didn't understand the true way. And in fact, um, the church world in general is suffering from this. Because leaders everywhere think that uh, they're supposed to use people to fulfill their mission, not understanding that each individual person has their own calling and their own mission. So what does it mean to be a servant? So I'm going to talk about five things real quick. The first one is good leaders are good servants. And that is, you know, when we have this idea, uh, especially in the marketing world, which I'm in very much the marketing uh, side of the world, that we we tend to try to sell people on the first conversation, right? We just want them to buy our product. We just want to sell them. We want to close them. Uh, we want the money, right? But everything in the, in the kingdom is backwards. And so to understand servant means I'm to bring value first. And this amazing mindset began to shift in me when I, when I began to understand servant leadership. And that is that I'm here to bring value. And if you're in this group, um, I started this group two years ago and I've been bringing value for two years in one in some way or fashion for two years. Right. And never asked anybody for a dime or, or got any payment. Right. Serving is the key that is bringing value. Now, if I ever did write a book and I uh, wanted to share it with you, then that would be another thing. But the key here is that we've we've lost sight of bringing value to other people. And if we want to be a good leader, then we must bring 
the value and we must consistently bring the value. Now, there's a lot of leaders out there that, especially in the coaching world, that's like, I'm not going to bring value. I'm not going to give away, you know, stuff for free. If you want anything from me, you're going to have to pay $10,000, $20,000, right? And in fact, they don't even mess with people that don't got any money, right? If you don't got no money, you don't get no service. You don't get no value from me until you give me some money. <laughs> and so that's just a terrible way to, to go about it. Number two is leading from the front. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate leaders that lead from the top, right? And we know what it is, that pyramid, uh, you know, the boss at the top and the the servants and it's pretty much like the mafia you got the 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 head boss the underboss you know the mafia leaders down to the soldiers and stuff like that and so we we completely understand this leading from the top but true leaders lead from the front I don't know about you, but it gets pretty old. People at the top telling me what to do, right? And so those great leaders are the ones that are walking in front of you. That's actually what a leader is. It's not a person on top of you, but a person who's in front of you. And those leaders, those are the awesome leaders because why? Number three, they say, let's do it instead of go do it. Right. And that's a big difference. Like instead of getting orders from the top and demanding and dictating stuff, you're at the front of the pack saying, let's go. We're headed this way. This is the direction that we're going. And so those leaders are powerful leaders. Number four, they use influence, not authority. Influence and not authority. And that is, you know, the idea of not using force that. We're not to manipulate or to force people into anything. And so influence is saying that I am, uh, I'm in front and I'm leading the pact and I'm going somewhere and I got this lifestyle that's awesome and, and it backs it up and people want to imitate my lifestyle because it's good, right? And I'm going the path and I begin to influence others who want the same lifestyle, who see greatness in me, who want the same greatness, right? And say, come on, we're going this direction. It's a powerful direction filled with an amazing life, amazing purpose. Let's go. That's influence. Now, the person at the top saying, you know, we got these great policies and when we got these great procedures and we're going to write this into law and we're going to force people in our company. We're going to force people in our family. Well, I didn't bring it to family yet. We're going there in a second. We're going to use force and manipulation to get what we want instead of having the empowered lifestyle that influences others. Mm. Number five, and this is the last one, is that you give credit and empower other people. You don't try to take away their power. You don't try to control the power. In fact, you empower them by encouraging them and lifting them up and give credit. Mm. So everyone can be great. Because everyone can, can serve. Now, when I was studying uh, theology a lot, I studied Martin Luther King Jr. And he really pioneered this uh, during his generation and had multiple sermons on this. But it's a reality. We all can be great because we can serve. So what does it mean to serve? In the biblical uh, Greek definition, there is four things that serving means it means to be an attendant. It means to be a host. It means to minister and it means to wait upon, wait upon. 
those four things. So what I want you to do is think about the four areas of your life. That is your family, your fitness, your faith, and your finances. Once again, that's your family, fitness, faith, and finances. Begin to look at those four areas of your life and ask, am I serving in those areas? And what we might find is if we're lacking in those areas, even our health, if we're lacking in those areas, it might be because we are not serving in those areas. I know this is a hard pill to swallow, but let me tell you, if there's, there's problems within the family, let's talk about that for a second. If we have problems within the family, go to the marriage first. If there's marriage problems, I can guarantee you, I know what can fix it. I know what can help because I know when I, when I step up and I do my part and I serve and I minister and I wait upon and I say, I'm at your service. I'm here to uplift you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to inspire you. When I do that to my wife, guess what I got? I got a good marriage. And so when we do the same to our children, that is, what is it that you're passionate about? Child, what do you want to do? What kind of sports do you want to participate in? What is it that inspires you? You know, for my daughters, for example, it's dance and cooking. So they go to dance class and cooking class. And so whatever their natural bent is, whatever their desires are, guess what we're responsible for? To serve. And that is to wait upon them and to encourage them to foster that area. Mm. How about our fitness? Let's talk about our health for a second. You know, a lot of times and most of the time, and I say most of the time, we suffer from uh, uh, curable diseases or diseases that are brought about because of our own behavior. Now, there are some uh, things that are not brought about by uh, habits, uh, diets and and uh, fitness and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not saying 100 percent of the time, but I'm saying a lot of the times if we would serve ourselves, what does that mean? Encourage, uplift, minister, attend to ourselves, to our own needs, right? If we would attend to our own needs, what we actually need to eat, the amount of exercise that we need to have, the self-care that we need to take place so we're healthy, so we're giving ourselves rewards for our positive behavior and pampering ourselves every once in a while, spas, meditations, you know, uh, um, pedicures, you know, whatever it is, like pamper yourself, do something good for yourself. The next one is your faith. Now, this is what you're in this group for, right? And so how do we serve in our faith? The same way that I'm serving here every day with you guys. Post something, interact, create a live video. You know, one of the things that I have committed to do is to share something positive every single day of my life. And so I do podcasts, I do videos, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. Every single thing that I create goes to all those avenues because I believe that I should attend and give people a positive message. Lastly, what about your finances? Now this could be, you might be a nine to fiver. Uh, I'm personally an entrepreneur. We got a couple of businesses running at the same time. I work from home. I have a lot of freedom in my schedule and stuff like that, but that may not be the case for you. 
You may be working a nine to five. You may be working for the man, you call it. You may have a job. I could tell you one of the greatest things you can do at your job is begin to serve and have a servant attitude, especially even more so when you climb up the leadership ranks and become a leader and become a boss, a supervisor and stuff like that. The greater you climb, the more you should serve. Hmm. Powerful thought. And that's who Jesus calls great. So look at those areas of your life, family, fitness, faith, and finances, and ask yourself, where do I need to step up and where do I need to serve more? And I'll see you soon. Peace.